Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. After a sneak preview of life in the Big 12 over the weekend in Waco, BYU now gets set for a clash of the Cougars in Pullman. We'll preview BYU and Wazoo with the head coach along with Samson and Puka Nakua. Next. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Presented by Intermountain Healthcare. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, hello once again, BYU football fans. Welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for our Week 8 edition now of the Sitake Show. We are once again joined by a live studio audience. You heard them a moment ago. Let's hear them again, our live studio audience. And we always invite our viewing audience to join the conversation on social media. Use the hashtag Sitake Show. That's how we get our questions in for Kalani that you'll see later in the program. And for those watching live, you can take part in our live polls via the Opine app. You can get that on your phone and then watch for poll questions throughout the program tonight. All right, coming up on this evening's broadcast, we'll go inside the film room with safety Malik Moore. We will scout the other Cougars from Washington State as we get set for this weekend's game. Deep Blue will profile running back Tyler Algier. And the Nakua brothers, Samson and Puka, will join us in studio as well. To get the Sitake show on the road, we welcome in the head coach of the Cougars. He is, of course, Kalani Sitake. shot in the arm for your Tuesday night? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Bring the energy for us on Saturdays. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I saw a photo today, I think it was, of when you were walking <coughs> off the field in Waco before you got to the portal. You just kind of stopped and uh, a lot of the fans had come down to the rails and just uh, give them a what's up and a thank you and uh, appreciate them all for coming out. A lot of BYU fans in Royal Blue down, down there at McLean yeah, Stadium. Yeah, and, and a lot of fans in the upper decks um, just I wish I could have gone out and, and waved at them and, and said thank you to all of them, but I just hope that they know that, that we appreciate them being there. And, and they made a lot of noise during the game, you know, just uh, uh, wish we had had a different outcome for them. I know our players care about the fans and, and they, they love all of our fans, and so I disappointing that we weren't able to get the, the victory for them, but I hope they were proud of the way our guys fought and the effort. and. Uh, I just hope that our, our fans know how much we appreciate them and how much I appreciate them as head coach. Yeah, I mean, the final score notwithstanding, what a great game day environment uh, with a sold-out stadium. They were excited to see BYU there and very welcoming of BYU as well. Really cool. And, and um, you know, we, we had a, a really cool moment at the end of the game where we were able to, to uh, have a prayer with, with Baylor and their players in midfield. And uh, it's nice to have faith-based institutions. Um, we have a lot in common, and obviously us coming to the to the uh, the new conference, I thought that they were really welcoming and um, really kind. I mean, as much as fans could be, you know. They, but uh, I, I thought it was a really cool environment. Looking forward to going back out there again, but also looking forward to getting Baylor back here in Provo next year. That'll happen next year. Uh, you're more focused on what's in front of you than two years from now, but you mm -hmm. can kind of see into the future a little bit and realize. Uh, like A-Rod told me on Monday, you know, this is what we're in for. This is going to be an every week thing, an every week feel, and we have to be ready for that. Yeah, and they're a top performer in the conference right now. I mean, they're ranked, and, and I think uh, a lot of people didn't, didn't see them coming, but you could see on film the size and the, the way they recruit, 
the, the different players that they have in the roster. And so we, we knew going into it is going to be tough. Um, did not think that we were going to be um, uh, basically manhandled in some ways at the line of scrimmage. Um, but a good lesson to learn. And, and I think there's some, some ways uh, that's the best way to learn is, is through that experience. And, and I think it'll be really motivating for our players to understand what it's like, especially young guys that have the opportunities to play to, to get stronger in the weight room and, and to do all the little things right. Because I think all those little things add up to great rewards. And uh, we've been preaching that to our players. And, and sometimes the experience of it is, is the best way for them to learn and best way for all of us coaches and everyone to learn. But I appreciate the opportunity to be in that game. And I've been, I've been in, 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 a, in, a, in a school where we would transition from a, a G5 into a Power 5 conference. And, um, you know, we knew that coming into, into this, when, when I got the job, that that could be a possibility. And the goal is to get us ready and, and hopefully we can, we can enter, the, you know, that conference with, with the right mindset and with the correct personnel and with the right physicality. And in addition to being a preview at, at your you know, new league, a look at the new league, it was also a chance to see some old friends on the other sideline. And uh, Coach Roderick told me Monday he'd sometimes rather coach against somebody he doesn't feel so fond about than coaching against friends. How'd you feel about hooking up with Yeah, Brian I, I hated telling my love them after the game. I mean, it was, it was nice. I love those guys. You know, those are my, I mean, it, it, those guys that, that uh, sacrificed and, and worked hard for this program. And I know... A lot of BYU fans were talking about where we're giving them a lot of praise too, and so uh, just really good people. And and uh, you don't like losing to them. That's why I'm looking forward to seeing them next year in Provo. Well, they're good coaches, right? They 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 yeah. they're doing a fine <clears throat> job down there. And they're doing a great job, and it's good to see Grimey. He's back home, you know, in Texas, and Mateos are back home, and so uh, really cool to see them. And and it's good to catch up with Dave, you know, um, with Aranda. So I, I I think it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Didn't like the outcome of the game. A lot of things that I wanted to get to work um, to, to try to get better for this week. But a, a, a nice lesson learned, and, and hopefully we can take advantage of that, that, uh, that game and make sure our guys are ready for this week. We do want to highlight a couple of excellent performances that were found in that game on Saturday. And, and of course, the real breakout or breakthrough, uh, the eye-popping numbers from Puka Nakua. Every play, it seemed like, was a big play for Puka on Saturday. Yeah, I just got to ask him to be careful when he's slapping himself in the helmet because I always worry <laughs> about all those. And, uh, no, he's just, he's, he, he's, he has that ability to make big time plays and um, I think all our receivers have the ability to do that, you know, and, and uh, I don't think we took advantage of all the big plays that we made going to, to our receivers. And so that, that's the, the goal is to capitalize on those big plays that we make and turn them into points. And, and then for our defense to, to find ways to create havoc and get the ball back to our offense. So that's uh, as much as, as happy as I was to see Puka having the success, uh, it, it'd be nice to get more points on the board and, and play complete as a team. But uh, there were definitely some really cool things and some good things that happened in the game. As tough as it was, it was to see him and locate him, I think it's important that we praise the guys that are, are making the right moves and are doing well and progressing. And then we, uh, you know, encourage others to come along and that we, we all learn and get better as coaches and, and as players. A very praiseworthy performance from uh, Jaron Hall. It was his second start after missing a couple of games. We saw him throwing the ball to Puka there. Uh, he did it again with his legs, which is one of the great uh, aspects of his, uh, of his game. And he ran for 56 and a score. That's a career-long run. He had a career high in passing yards. His pass efficiency day was, was excellent, 174 uh, was, was the pass efficiency rating, and that's usually good enough to win the game uh, on, on most occasions. He was, he was excellent on Saturday. 
Yeah, and make some good decisions. And, um, you know, I, I just want to get in the, get the ball to him more, and, and we need to take advantage of trying to find ways to get into the end zone. That's that's the key. And uh, not not every, it's not, it, all, all three phases, there's a lot of improvement that can be made. And, and that's what we like to see Jaron do is when he runs. I mean, that's a fast defense he went against, and, and not a lot of people could catch up to him. So uh, we need to utilize that, and, and, and he needs to feel comfortable being able to run whenever he wants, and I'm, I'm looking forward to him doing that this Saturday. You told me before the game that uh, Baylor was going to be, Baylor Romney, that is, was going to be your number three as he was still kind of making his way back. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, Coach Roderick said earlier this week that uh, if everything goes well, he'd be back to the typical number two status. How do things look for Baylor Romney right now backing up Jaron Hall? Yeah, that's what, that's the way it look, it's looking from yesterday and today with his performance. So um, as soon as he's cleared completely um, to, to be that guy, then then then, you know, I, th I think there's a, there's a good chance that he'll be in, in, in his regular spot and, and um, Jaron can just be Jaron and do his thing. And offensive line, hopefully you get a couple guys back there too in, in, in <coughs> the short term with, uh, with Joe Tukawafu and, and Harris Lachance. You got Mason Wake back this week. That was good. He gets one week uh, closer to being kind of full Mason again. It's coming along. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we, we had a guys, some guys get banged up at the D-line. So, um, but a lot of teams are going through this thing, the, the injury and guys playing through some 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 hurt. Um, that's just part of the game, and uh, you know we're looking looking forward to getting healthier this week. I, I think I think uh, I've talked about our depth, and it's, it's been tested enough. We don't need to test it anymore. Let's get back to our regular guys and and let's play ball. And, and you know, I, I, but I still think that there's some good value in, in young guys getting plays and getting opportunities and and good lessons learned. All right, well, Saturday's game uh, at Baylor featured BYU's seventh defensive interception of the season, the fourth career pick for Peyton Wilgar. Another BYU player with four career interceptions is safety Malik Moore, who tonight, along with Jerem Jordan, takes us inside the film room. All right, Malik, what was the toughest challenge with slowing down Baylor, particularly that run game? Yeah, I think that was obviously that was the biggest challenge for us and uh, being able to stop the run game and uh, watching them, watching out for them, spreading us out, and then going right back to it. So keeping everything where it, where it needed to be was definitely the, the toughest thing for that game. Okay, let's look at a play from this. You have a PBU in the end zone. That's a good spot to have a PBU. My responsibility is to protect the goal line. That's the most important thing right now to do is protect the goal line. Being such a low red zone situation, it's important for the linebackers to get depth and for us to not get so far deep in the red zone. So here I am, quarterback drops back. I see it's obviously passed. I see the tight end, the quarterback shoulders. They have a cross, which is what we look for in film was, the, was that particular play. Quarterback zips it in there, and then I just had to go in and just get a play, play the, play the hands and not the ball in this particular situation. And the ball ended up coming out. So yeah, it was a good play overall. Okay, you have two interceptions this year, which is a team high. Let's walk through those. Play of the year would have been without Tyler Algier. Arizona State play is, to me, this against Utah State. This is an incredible play. Yeah, so this one right here, I, we were just in the man situation. Looking at down the distance, Utah State, they just love to throw the ball, and particularly to the third receiver, which is number 13. And I kind of knew that the quarterback was going to be looking for him the whole entire time. So I seen that it was another crossing route, and our DB ends up falling. So. I see I have to really cheat over there a lot. And once I see his quarterback, the quarterback wind his arm up is just automatic go for me. That's just what I look for and that's what I love to see is the quarterback's wind up, start throw that ball and DB falls and here's my chance to just jump up high point and make a play. Okay, you kind of cradle it one-handed and lefty. Yeah, you right-handed? 
Yeah, I'm right handed. So you go op oppo hand cradle that thing. Yeah. How'd you do that? Um, whenever I was in high school, I, I love to like grab a ball and just practice muscle strength and mm. your hand flexibility. Uh, that was all in high school. I haven't done that in so long, but uh, I used to want to be, you know, the one-handed catch guy, and so that explains the big time cradle. <laughs> okay, and then Arizona State, this is an overthrow that you were ready for. Yeah, so I, we were in another drop eight. Like, the quarterback cannot zip that ball in, so credit to the nickel getting depth, and he had to overthrow it. Good job by Chaz, too, by forcing the quarterback, too, to kind of throw it at the receiver and not having the quarterback be able to lead the receiver to the throw. Opportunities come, you gotta make a play, especially in situations and games like this. Okay, another Pac-12 opponent, Reno so far this year, trying to bounce back. An initial thought on Washington State? Uh, Washington State's a good team. Um, it's gonna be a good game for sure. They like to throw the ball, um, so it'll be another opportunity for more interceptions. Obviously this week coming after a loss means we gotta watch more film. We gotta come more prepared. Um, pick our heads up. We have Pac-12 coming up, Washington State, good team. We're a good team too. Um, definitely big game, so 12.30 p.m. Okay, Pacific time? Yep, Pacific time, baby. Malik, appreciate the <laughs> time, man, good luck. Yes, sir, thank you. You have a couple of number 12s with uh, excellent ball skills, Puka Nakua on offense and Malik Moore on defense. Yep, and, and uh, Malik can catch it with two hands. That'd be the safest thing to do. <laughs> and, and same with Puka. I, I know both those guys can catch with one hand, but I like to see them secure the ball and secure the interception or the uh, reception. So that just really thankful to have those two guys. And, and it, the only thing that sucks is you can't have them on the field at the same time. So, <laughs> But uh, really, really thankful to have both Malik and, and Puka on the field making plays for us. And Malik's been really steady for you, kind of the everyday, every game guy at safety. Chaz had to move out, play some linebacker. Malik's kind of been solid for you back there. Yeah, and, and, and he, he did that first last year. He, he can play strong safety, corner, and, and uh, free safety. He's done all of that. So he's, he's a guy that, that is still young, but he, he has tons of experience at so many different positions. And I mean, we, he caught our eye because he was a receiver in high school. That's the, that's the thing that we liked was his ball skills and his ability to go up and catch the ball. All right, let's head to the screen and take a look at BYU's schedule now through seven games as we hit the back half of the 2021 campaign. And the second half of the season did begin down in Waco. Back to Washington State. First time ever, in fact, that BYU's played in Pullman. So they've played Wazoo four times before, uh, but it's always been uh, in Provo. Uh, or in San Diego. First game ever was down at the Holiday Bowl, and then the next three were all in Provo. And so first time ever to Pullman for BYU, but you've been to Pullman before uh, have, with another yeah. team or yeah. other teams. Yeah, Yeah, and, and not always the best weather, but it's okay. It's a, it's a, it's a nice setting. The, the fans like to get loud and make, and make a lot of noise. And so we, we have to, our offense has to be ready to, to handle the noise just like we did at Baylor. Um, and, and, and Utah State. So I think the, the players are ready. They're, they're excited for this matchup. All right, it is break time for your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play. -play. Watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. You get a weekdays at noon, Eastern time, that is, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Coming up, we will look ahead to this weekend's game as BYU travels from Provo to Pullman. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Back with him. BYU football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. Always here for you. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Smith's. Fresh for everyone. And by America First Credit Union. We're here to help. Welcome back to BYU. 
BYU football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Here's your game day schedule for the Cougs and the Cougs. BYU and Wazoo, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 in the Mountain Time Zone, and 10.30 in the Pacific Time Zone for pregame on radio. Countdown to kickoff on BYU TV will start one half hour later. The game itself you can watch on FS1. You can sync up with the radio if that's your thing. And then BYU TV and BYU Radio bring you live post-game coverage immediately after the game. All right, let's uh, take a look at Washington State now. And, and the story, the storyline, is the coaching chaos uh, mm -hmm. this week. Uh, by failing to comply with the state's vaccine mandate, Nick Rolovich, the head coach, and four assistants were let go yesterday uh, on the week of a game. Players have seemed to rally and say we're going to go and, and, and play for the school and, 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 and give it a go. But try and put yourself in their shoes for a minute. And how do you react and handle and respond to something like this on a game week? Yeah, it's unfortunate, especially for the players, you know, not, not to have their coaches there and their head coach. And uh, I think looking into the situation, that, that's the hard part is that the players are missing out on, on uh, having the best experience that they can. And, but you can see from the leadership that their quarterback is expressing. De Delora made a post about, you know, just rallying the team around it. And uh, we were in a similar situation when you had to deal with missing coaches um, last year with COVID, you know. So this is a, uh, I know it's an entirely different situation, but uh, there, I think we played the Boise game with half of our staff and then the UCF game, the bowl game with half our staff. And the players seem to step up and they rally and they, they leadership steps up. And so, um, you know, I think they'll, we can't assume that they're not going to be ready. They're going to be ready and they're going to be motivated to play. And uh, we've been there before. We see how that can elevate your style of play. And we just need to make sure that we're ready to go when, when it's time to go. You bring up those two games last year, games BYU won, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys did respond, did react. From a logistical standpoint, looking back at those weeks, what had to happen with the coaches that were still able to go and, 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 and you know, get on the plane and everything else to make that game successful? Well, you, had, you, had, you have the players, the, the veterans have to step up and be somewhat like player coaches. And then you have the GAs and the analysts have to step up and, and, and uh, fill those roles. And, uh, you know, looking at what they do, I mean, D. Kurt's the interim head coach and he's a defensive coordinator. So he'll be calling the defensive plays. Brian Smith is the offensive coordinator. He'll be calling the offensive play plays. So it's not really um, much uh, missing there as far as the term, the, 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 the scheme and what they're going to try to do is an identity on offense and defense. They're just going to stay the same. They're just, they're going to have missing pieces, but they'll find a way to make it work. And, and uh, you know, we, we just need to make sure that we are, we're efficient and that we're, uh, you know, executing at a high level in order for us to be ready for that game. Before we get a bit more into <clears throat> Washington State, uh, just a couple of, of uh, words of, of advisory for fans who are going to go to the game in Pullman. Uh, they want us to kind of uh, make these points known that uh, all us fans who go that are 12 years of age or older um, and want to go to the game in Pullman uh, will need to provide proof for vaccination or have a negative test within three days of the game. Again, those, that, that's for folks at 12 and over. Uh, those under 12 are not under the same requirement. Uh, and you can, get, you can get cleared at kiosks outside the stadium before the game or at the gates uh, closer to kickoff. And masks are required within the stadium. And that's uh, at all times while walking through the stadium, except while actively eating or drinking. So for those who are going to the game, just keep in mind the requirements there in the state of Washington. As for the Washington State football team itself, Kalani, three-game win streak coming in. They opened up one and three. It's a four and three team now. Yeah, and really impressive wins. I mean, you look at the last game against Stanford, 
a San Francisco tough team, you know, and and uh, I thought they they were able to to make a lot of big plays on on all three phases. But uh, really impressed with the quarterback. He, he's he's a guy that can spread the ball around. We we recruited him, you know, now, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we we know what he's capable of doing, and uh, he's, he's a great leader. He has he has a, a lot of confidence and swagger, and so. Um, that system that, that they're working, that Rolo has, has installed there, the run and shoot, it's a lot of timing throws. And, um, you know, so we've been able to face uh, that style with, with uh, University of Hawaii a few times in the last six years. And so this, is, this will be a good matchup for us. I'm looking forward to, to it and having our guys be out there making plays. They're going to go four wide out system pretty much the whole game. And so that's, it's all spread. and. Uh, we're going to need more DBs on the field and, and uh, got to find ways to make plays. How Jaron Hall and Jaden Delora match up. And uh, Jaden is a Hawaii product. He played at St. Louis, right? Yep. And, and they run the same system in, 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 the, uh, in their high school. So uh, he's very familiar with it. It's like he grew up throwing in that system. So uh, they also can run the ball. You know, they, they have some running backs that are physical. Uh, Borgie is their yep. main guy. He's a starter. He's been there for a long time. Tons of experience on their on their offensive side of the ball and defense. They return a lot of guys that played last year, so that's that's always uh, something that you're you're dealing with when you're playing, you know, this this season with so much productivity coming back on most of these teams. Dolores had to miss a couple of games, and the backup quarterback is a guy you've already seen. That's Garantano, the Tennessee transfer. You played him when he were down in Knoxville. Yeah, and I think he played it, uh, mostly in the Utah game. I think he started that game, so um, yeah, he. We, we, we know those guys and, and they have capable throws on that side so uh, it's really you're looking at the routes it, it's they don't do a lot different depending on who, who's in that quarterback it's just a matter of us you know disrupt and being able to cover all the routes that they do with with so much spread that, that they have out there on the field have you peeked ahead to the forecast at all no but i hope it's nice weather <laughs> well, you, you can hope. <laughs> I hope it's nice, nice Pacific Northwest weather. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, things, could, you know, things could change in five days. Right now it's looking like a 50s and precipitation, but I think it was uh, A-Rod telling you Monday, whenever he's gone up there, it's, like never been, it's always been something like that up yeah. there in Pullman. So. Yeah, I, I remember when, when A-Rod and I were at Utah, we went, it was kind of cold in the first half, then we went in for halftime. And we came out, and there's three, three inches of snow, and I'm like, yeah. "What's going on here?" You know, so um, <clears throat> that's kind of how it is up there, you know. So uh, we have to just be ready for it all. But it's football. When, when I mean, the elements, the, the other team has to deal with them too. So we're excited, no matter what what the weather's going to be like, and we're looking forward to seeing bunch of our fans out there cheering us on. Yeah, I'm eager to get up there, too, to Martin Stadium for the first time ever. All right, uh, Mondays at 1 Eastern, we talk with the BYU football coordinators on the Coordinator's Corner with Aaron Roderick, Eli Satuiaki, and Ed Lamb. Tune in live on the BYU TV app. You can also catch it there on demand. Coming up next, we will have social media questions for the coach as BYU football continues. Q&A on our show, courtesy of the viewers, sending in questions from social media using the hashtag Sitake Show. Let's get right to it. From uh, Denton Goodman, who asks via Twitter, is Keenan Ellis on track to play this season? Don't know yet. Uh, that's probably a question for the, the, the trainers and the doctors. And uh, Do you see him ever? I mean, Yeah, we see him. He's working out. He's, he's running. He's doing all the stuff that, that's required by the, from the doctors. And, and I... As soon as he clears the protocol, then we'll, we'll get him back. But he's not practicing with the team, but he is working out and, and uh, trying to stay in, in shape. So 
Um, it's really out of our hands, but I'm, I'm, I hope he can come back and play really soon. I mean, he's a starter for us, and he's only had really three plays in 2021. Okay, next question. Uh, what are your go-to techniques to fall asleep the night before a big game? Do you sleep well? I, I really don't have much problem sleeping, to be honest <laughs> with you. It's, it's, uh, I can sleep really nicely if I get a full stomach. So, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think I can sleep. I, sometimes when I start thinking about things, and I think everybody can sleep. You just turn off the phone and turn off the TV. It's easy to go to sleep. So I don't have a problem doing it. I mean, I, I love my job. I get to do some, I mean, I get excited the night before every game. It's like Christmas for me. So I'm excited to see our guys play. And, and uh, the, I think the hardest time is that the, the day wait for the evening games. But, so we don't have to wait that long this game. We just got to be ready to play when, when, the, when the ball is ready to roll. They set the game time for Virginia. You saw a <coughs> 15 kick for that one. Yeah. On the 30th. I'm just glad we get to play football so that, uh, you know, I'm just excited to play. I just want to get back. After last week, I want to see our guys perform uh, this weekend and, and get back to this game. Question three. Do you encourage your players to stay off social media after losses? Oh, now, you know what? The question you see on the screen is oh. not the one I asked. Um, well, so you, can, you can answer either one if you saw that one. I'm not sure. I mean, it's a social media. I don't have that great of a social media presence myself, and that's just probably because I'm old. Um, but... <laughs> I don't think it's a, I don't think it's my job to mandate um, how what the kids do with their time because if you if I've seen coaches say you're not allowed to do social media and they just try to find ways to do it I I, I try to ask them to be smart in their social media and to be kind as much as they can and um, but they're kids you know and so I, I think my job is to educate them and and to try to you know promote good feelings on social media but I, I understand it's not the best place for good feelings but why not be the ones that kind of change it up? Okay, back to the question you may have seen a sneak peek at before. Uh, what makes you uh, most hopeful going into the WSU game? And says, we love you, coach. Love is good. We love you too. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but yeah, love you guys. So. Uh, yeah, I, I'm hopeful because I, it's another opportunity to, to get better and to play, and we get some guys back and healthier. Um, we, we enjoy representing um, on the field, and uh, our guys enjoy being on the field, and, and the losses are difficult, but they're, they're also opportunities to learn and to get better. And so as much as nobody wants to lose, <clears throat> I think it's important for us to learn as much as we can, even with those losses. But I think also it's important that we praise uh, the people that have done some really good things on the field and then also be thankful for the things that we have, uh, specifically our, our fans and, and uh, the energy that they spent and the time and sacrifice and money that they spent to come watch us and support us. And so. Uh, I want our players to embrace their fans as much as possible, even in times of losses, to let them know how much we appreciate them. Excellent. One last question for you. Uh, and the question is, uh, how do you coach physicality? Is it something you can improve on? Yeah, I think the, the main thing is to give the players confidence on, on how to do their job. You know, And sometimes it's like, hey, you're going to go make this tackle and you're going to hit, and it might hurt a little bit. You know, you can't expect to, to deliver a physical hit and for it not to, to kind of affect you at the same time. We just tell them that it's required and, and, and we're hoping that you're okay with it. But I think the more important thing is to teach them how to do it correctly so they don't put themselves in, in harm's way most of the time and then, and then and, and tell them to anticipate it. You know how like a, a dentist or a doctor says, hey, this is gonna pinch a little? 
And then you're like, that was a big pinch, you know? And, and there's sometimes that you don't even re realize it, but I'm the kind that like, I think you have to educate the, the players, give them confidence, and then allow them an opportunity to go out and make the play. And, um, and, and, uh, but I think educating them is the most important thing. And I don't think you can, it's hard for to tell someone to go and, and do something physical without them knowing exactly what's required of them. And then you have to understand that sometimes it's not done perfectly and you just have to keep, keep believing in them. And, and seeing them progress and, and get better at it. Because being physical and, and violent is not easy for a lot of people, but the more you do it and the more you rep it, they can get more comfortable with it. Okay, that's Q&A for today. Get set for BYU and Washington State this Saturday with Countdown to Kickoff as Dave and Blaine and David and Spencer preview the showdown between the Cougars and the Cougars, BYU and Wazoo. Saturday afternoon, noon Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. When we come back, We'll visit live with Samson and Puka Nakua and Deep Blue. Tyler BYU football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics, and by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection. Well, like many BYU players, when Tyler Algier suits up, he's playing for more than himself, his fans, or even his school. He's playing for someone special, as we learn tonight in our latest Deep Blue profile, presented by Brady Industries, Simply Better. He's not one to ever talk about his hardships and struggles, but you know that, that he's been through quite a bit, and but for a guy to go through all that and to love others and to serve others, He's a perfect fit for what we want here at BYU. I didn't want to have kids. I didn't at that time. I was only 25, <laughs> so I still was like, I wasn't married. Um, I was in a relationship, but I was like, okay, well, I'm not ready yet. So next thing you know, when I found out I was pregnant, so I was actually on birth control. So birth control didn't work. So then I ended up being pregnant. And like I said, it just, it was scary. But then I was like, okay, well, I mean, I'm already five months pregnant. I'm going to go ahead and have the child. His umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. Ended up uh, getting choked out by the umbilical cord. So every time she pushed and all that, it was just like getting tighter and tighter. Next thing you know, after all this experience with what happened with him, I was just like, why is this happening to me? You know, I was like, I just want a healthy baby. You know, I wanted a healthy baby, but... Two doctors and five nurses and run to in ICU and intubate him, put him in a ventilator and connect to the art line with the umbilical cord to sustain the medication for blood pressure because his blood pressure was dropping down. So and then ended up being in the hospital for like a couple of weeks or whatnot. It was in God's hands at that point and like I said, it just it felt so good to have my parents' support. I was monitoring him when he grew up. If I, I see a sign of neurological status changes, but so far so good, knock on wood, God is looking after him. A couple of the hardships I know was um, his father, and unfortunately he wasn't a very big part of his life. The good thing and positive thing about that is he had so much love around him that it didn't bother him. So we only had like four rooms. We had a living room, my grandma's room, grandpa's room, 
And then all three of us stayed in a room. Had my mom and sister up top, and then I had a pull-out bed at the bottom. We were living it right there, shoot. I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for more and just grateful for my family just doing the most they can. Grandpa was basically his male um, father figure. With his dad not part of his life, it was just my dad was kind of like his best friend. Yeah, this my guy right there, so he always looked out for me, always looked out for me, you know, always slid me, slid me money on the side, you know. He was like, don't tell your grandma. I still haven't told her from this day, but now freaking show no, but. My husband named him T-Bone. Come on, T-Bone. I said, what rums is it? Why do you call me T-Bone? Because it's fit to your personality. <laughs> Being away from home, something foreign, doing the whole walk-on thing, it's not easy. And I don't think a lot of people know, but when he first came in, he was working the graveyard shift at Walmart to pay for school and everything. Yeah, so honestly, it was literally just taking the most out of every opportunity. I think that's kind of what I live on. And so I just literally just worked, worked super hard because like Coach Lamb and all of them, they, they have like best guys will be on the field, you know, that's, that's what I strive to be. And then uh, just literally working my way from special teams, working my way up. He had a great sense of urgency to do anything it took to earn a scholarship. And again, I think that goes back to why he was willing to play defense. He was willing to play anything we needed him to do. He just wanted to prove his worth to earn that scholarship. And of course, he's clearly done that now. He's, in my opinion, he's one of the best running backs in the country. All those long days and nights, you know, working and, and doing whatnot to, to get to where he is. I think it's definitely helped him, just motivate him and push him to another level. Sprinting to the end zone. Edge, the 30, the 25, the 20 comes inside 15. Tyler Algier with a touchdown, and the Cougars score. Tyler Algier runs it left and right into the end zone. Literally, when I left, you know, obviously leaving Gramps was hard enough, especially, but he was always just proud of me, especially just even getting the preferred walk on spot, just because I'll be the first to graduate from college and all of that. So that's a big, big thing for me. and. Losing him was for sure a big toll on me, so. I actually had to call Tyler around one o'clock in the morning and I told him, I think it's time. Put him Tyler in the peace, peace time. He was talking to his grandma. It's okay, Grams, to go. I'm here with you, talking to you. It really hurt him. He wanted to be here to hold his hand. My dad's last breath, Tyler was on the phone with us and everybody was there in the room and we basically said our last goodbyes. He was just doing his thing and then next minute he has cancer. You never expect that on your own, your own family, you know, just going through that. So literally just taking day, everything, literally everything, day by day and just making the most out of your opportunities that you have. When you go, leave the house, Say goodbye and kiss everybody, because you never know what's going to be happening. It breaks my heart, because I'm sure his grandpa would have been thrilled to see him play at the next level, because I believe wholeheartedly he has that talent and that caliber. It's been cool to see just the growth in him and understand like who he really is doing this for. So good luck, Tyler. Good luck, Tyler. Love you. Have you?
What do you think it happened to him on your team? Yeah, just, just really thankful that uh, we get his grandpa. So his grandpa raised uh, Tyler, and so we have his grandpa's presence in our team. And so that's something that makes uh, our team what it is right now. And so um, it's just good to see him um, get everything that he deserves and, and have that work ethic and that, that uh, just remember what he gets to play for. And uh, it's good to have everyone know his story. And so when he makes mistakes, like, you know, when he fumbles and that breaks, it breaks his heart, but uh, that's something that for me I can, I can overlook because uh, all the things that he's been able to overcome and uh, looking for, I look forward to, to all the wonderful things that he's going to do in life. He's a special young man and uh, his grandpa lives through him. Excellent. Well, folks, there are three sets of brothers on the BYU offense, the Romneys, <coughs> the Barringtons, and the Nakuas. We've each scored touchdowns in their first season together as college teammates. Please say hello to our special guests tonight, Samson and Puka Nakua. Well, I guess I know where we're going to start. This is a colorful lineup right now. Yeah. What is up with this tonight? Man, it, it's, it's getting cold out there, you know. Yes, so it is. I want to stay as much as I can in bed, so I want to be comfortable at all times. You know, you got the comfy, so I was like, I got to get it. I got to bust it out today. Does this surprise you at all? No. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get one now. So. Yeah, I got it. My God, don't worry. I got his at home. Don't worry. Do you feel a little hard done by standard hoodie for you tonight? I mean, <laughs> I just go plain and simple. <laughs> Great to have you both with us. Oh, thanks for having us. We love it. Look at the little crowd right here. Yeah, yeah we got a real live crowd for you. It's awesome. Party out here. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at you. Matching hair. Clutch. Fantastic. Uh, well, let, let's go back to uh, high school days, because you weren't at the same high school. You're local, both, right? But you didn't play for the same high the school. Tigers, baby. Played or against state champs. Played birds. against each other. <laughs> T-Birds. <laughs> so explain why, uh, how you both ended up facing each other instead of playing with each other. Um, I think it was just we wanted, uh, I mean, growing up, we got to play with each other a little bit growing up. And um, I think it was just. Uh, we wanted to face each other, see who was a better brother, who could lead their team to victory, you know, who, who had the more skill, who was LeBron James, who was like a Kobe, you know. <laughs> who was more like Kobe, I'm LeBron James. <laughs> That's what we got to. <laughs> so we wanted to see the competition against each other, and uh, we did it. We got to experience it for a little bit, and uh, it was really fun. Let's take a look at the screen and see if we can't uh, find some video <coughs> of, uh, oh uh, of these two guys uh, yeah. facing off. You're encouraging the, the play-by-play play here from you guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what well, we got over here? Okay. I'm not. <laughs> and Samson, I think you're throwing the football here. Oh yeah. Right Probably like an 80-yard right touchdown right here. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is right before half. I, he spuns out of this tackle, literally launches his bomb right before halftime. We're up 21, like seven, the entire game. This took the whole. Game. <laughs> Man, insanity right there. I told uh, Kalani. Just 
if they need me, I'm always ready. <laughs> I'm always ready. I'm always warming the arm up. <laughs> Quarterbacks went through some injury and Samson was ready to go. He, he even got his own rib protector just in case. <laughs> exactly. I'm locked and loaded. Baby. Hey, you, you've got some plays where, somebody, where wide receivers do throw the football, so you've got to be ready. I'm just waiting for them to slip me in there. I'm right there. I'm ready. <laughs> and, and then... You again face each other uh, at the college level, separate mm. schools again. Yeah. Uh, let me people know the story, but uh, you were wanted by a lot of people, uh, Puka, uh, after Samson had already made his way to Utah. How did you decide where you wanted to end up uh, playing football for that time? Um, with my mom and my family, we all went up to, the, we, we did it up on KSL, so we went up to Salt Lake, and then really my position coach, Coach Junior Adams, was somebody who I connected with really well, and I felt like I, I learned a lot from the game, and then seeing yeah, it was it was weird. It, I didn't see Washington in my future, but it was a blessing for sure. I didn't see it either. Um, <laughs> I definitely thought he was coming to play with me, but he chose differently. Nothing once, personal, right? Once yeah. again, Kobe Bryant, Mamba mentality. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe you're both teammates at this point? At this point, it's a movie. It's almost a dream. Like every time I step on the field with him and getting on the bus, I mean. We even share the same hotel together, so we're yeah. getting ready for the game and stuff. Like honestly, throughout the whole time, it, it feels like a dream. Um, um, being able to see where he's grown up to, from where he was to where he's at now, and to see what he's doing, um, just watching this last game against Baylor to see what this kid was able to do, and uh, and it's just crazy. Honestly, um, I used to dog on this kid every day, and to <laughs> tell him he'll always be the little bro. But now to see where he's at, it's a it's a movie to yeah. me, at least. It's it's nice to have. The person that who knows me the best, the pro, I was like one of the people. Uh, Kai, Kai's word. I'm, I've I've passed Kai. Like let's, we're not on the same level anymore. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy is the guy who knows all my moves. Like I watched him go. I watched Kai. So I, I learned from everybody and literally built it into one. That's why like I like I feel like I'm, I'm the I'm the best. <laughs> we, we we talk but, about we talk about legacy guys, right? But usually it's like sons and fathers, but it's brothers, right? Uh, Kai. Isaiah, mm -hmm. and then two more Nakua brothers coming along. Are there? There's one more, isn't there? Yeah, Future. the youngest one. Tay? Tay. He's a T bird too, because you know we're the best. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Does Tay have plans? Is he is he looking to the next level or? <laughs> he definitely is. He's got he's got some learning to do, and it's nice that we're home now, so we can we I have we have full full plans for for him <laughs> in the future. So he'll be ready. <laughs> All right, let's play a game here. Uh, we're gonna go back to the Boise game. Um, who had the better Boise catch? Let's take a look at what we have here. Sam, for sure. All right, first one we're going to see, I think it's going to be Puka's one-handed. Yeah. I think this one's better. We, we, get, we get a view of it here, but this is a little better here. So he's getting an arm drag, one hand. One, yeah. Maybe one more look at this. Shout out, Jaron. Put it in the money. <laughs> Making my job easy. Look at it. Stuck right there. I didn't even have to move. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty nice. Now... Sam, Sam got to use two hands. Yeah, but this, but this is you got Moss segment right here. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> oh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> that was so dope. Uh, I had lit, like being in that play at the same time with him. Like it was probably one of the coolest things. Like obviously, I wasn't there on the Utah touchdown. I got a penalty for coming on the field. But <laughs> this one, this one, coach, I'm on now, the field right there. I was how, how do you celebrate with him here? Hello, hey. whack, whack. Yeah. <laughs> You see me take a step back there. I got dazed for a second. He punched me. I was like, I might fall over right now. Luckily, one of our linemen caught me, and I was like, oh, thank goodness. I mean, that was a three-punch combo right there, basically. Yeah, this is 
Just, they just need to stick to hugging each other. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just glad they both kept their helmets yeah. on and we didn't get a penalty. That's a McGregor three-piece. These guys have so much energy and, and so much positivity. They bring it to the field. I, I, I'm so thankful that they're part of our, our team and uh, they, they drive our culture. It, it's a big part of what we needed them, them to be on our team and, and I'm so glad they're here. I, you can just you can feel it's contagious the, the energy that they bring and the, uh, the, the I don't know the, the swag that they bring. I, it's crazy because we get our energy and all of it off a of coach. I mean, yeah. we're feeling all our energy is based off a of coach. So whatever he's feeling, what that, whatever he's feeling that day, we feel it. So we're there right with him. When he got that energy, we got the energy too. I hear you. Uh, this past week, you got your first touchdown as a Cougar. Now you'd scored a few times at UW. And you'd scored a bunch of times at Utah, but you both had your first BYU touchdowns this year, and Puka got on the board this past week. I think we're going to see both, uh, both touchdown passes. Um, of course, Sam's came against Utah, yeah. right? And, but this is Puka this is past week. And what a beautiful back shoulder, oh, toe drag swag yep. action. Jared put me in the money. I had, to, I had to get him back for the one I had missed earlier, so it was good that we got It was the icing on top of a beautiful game, honestly. <laughs> Look at that. Nice. Getting the feet in. That, that, that's beautiful right there. I mean, look at the 13. What an acrobat. I mean, he's horizontal. <laughs> he's horizontal. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> and then for you to do it against your old team, did you, oh. did you, there's like that one of the things you saw coming, like it's going to, like you saw it before it happened. Shoot, I uh, saw it coming. I'm out here on the sideline watching the play. Like I, I'm, I'm on the sideline, see the play call, watch the whole thing. Like it's the perfect rollout, and he's Samson running his route, bop, bop. And then I, I don't know, Mason Wake tries to jump and celebrate, but I had tunnel vision. I was locked in. I saw Samson. I was like, that was the dopest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. And 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 I think I think the referee said um, I think he called you both out on the penalty call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally had twelve. I was like, dang. Should have just got one brother at least. Don't got to get us both. They're in making trouble. memories together. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't know how many how many brothers have got the same penalty. I'm just glad they, really, they only cost us the 15, 15 yards, so 30. Yeah. I mean, we, we had the, uh, the Tyler Algier deep blue right before you guys uh, came in. And uh, you know, BYU fans love uh, the deep blue segments on, on this show and that they get to see on social media. I think yours aired just last week. Did you get any feedback on, on the deep blue that profiled the two of you? Did you see it? And did you know how it turned out? Did you get any feedback on that? Yeah, uh, a lot of people actually gave us feedback, um, at least me. I don't, I, I don't know much as him, but um, people just said they loved our story and uh, loved having us here. And I, me and Puga, at least for me, I just told them, I know from us being here and us talking that we love being here. Like, this was a perfect situation. Everything that played out was so perfect in God's timing and the way he laid out everything was so beautiful. And we love being here. Like, the energy that coach brings, it the energy that the crowd brings, that our teammates bring, it's just it's a huge blessing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I just hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Samson, you're kind of nearer the end of your career than Puka right now. Um, I, you know, of course, you, you enjoyed your time at Utah. You were there for a lot of good reasons, and I know you loved it up there. Do you wish a little bit of it, like, had a little more time down here? Or? Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, but still, in all God's timing, it was just so perfect for me to come at the time that I needed to be. Um, for my family and for my own mental health. And um, I think just what I was able to, what I'm learning and what I'm able to still learn here is just, it was perfect. It was just my, if I would have got here any earlier, I don't think the kid that I was would have been able to take in the lessons that I'm learning now. So it was just so perfect for me to get here right now with, with my head on a little more straight and uh, being able to learn 
some new and more important stuff in life. We're so glad you're with us. And Puka, we know that you've got a little longer to spend with us, and we're excited to see what happens with you in the years to come. This has been fun. Yeah, it has been. We're just getting started. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you both for coming in at tonight. Oh, so good to have you here. Us. Thanks, guys. That's we love you. Thank you. Thank you. This week's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection. In BYU's last meeting with Washington State happened back in 2012. This quarterback recorded his first career touchdown pass. Who was it? The answer is coming up next. On this. Um. Um, okay, there was two QBs right this time. Was I'll tell you, Riley Nelson started the game, but he didn't throw the pass. Oh. Riley Nelson. He started the game, but he wasn't the guy we're looking for. Oh. They brought this guy in for a special package, and his name is Taysom. Let's see it, Taysom Hill. Taysom, ah. yeah. Taysom was a freshman. They brought him in. He threw to Kaniakua Friel for one of Friel's oh, two yeah. touchdowns on the day. All right. Uh, in I case you missed it, before we head out tonight, we want to flash back to the weekend in Waco. This oh, is God. our boy. <laughs> All right. This is like, how do you not? <laughs> You have to be juice when that's your coach right there. <laughs> Honestly. All right, that's Jaron Hall has just scored a 56-yard touchdown, yeah. and Kalani ran almost 56 yards down the sideline with him. Yeah. I didn't expect me not to get a flag with that kind of energy, man. <laughs> I want to go jump in the middle of the field. You talk about getting energy from him, that's what we're talking about right Literally, there. Literally, right? exactly right there. It's perfect. Can't wait to see them play this, this weekend. That's what I come up with now. I just got to be careful when I run. Well, we hope those kind of plays prompt a similar reaction this weekend in a win at Washington State. Good luck to you and you and you in Wazoo. Oh, Thanks, thank guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. All right.